Do you like that I dressed up for us to do this recording session? Yeah, you look really fancy. Well, and by that I mean you look like this catalog that's sitting on the table. I wish that I looked like that catalog. I look like somebody who has just went for a run, has not showered, and is bundled up, wearing like six layers of clothing and a knit cap. Yeah, but you're like J. Crew bundled up. It's actually Eddie Bauer. Oh, is yeah. that fancier or less fancy? I don't know. It's outdoorsier. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. I don't know. So like equivalent level, like same floor of the mall. <laughs> I guess. I actually don't spend a lot of time at the mall. I don't are know. nicer are nicer stores higher up in the mall? No, it's not like it's not like liquor. It's not like top shelf. <laughs> That's a total top shelf store. They don't put like the coach store and the Tiffany store on the top level. Oh no, that's true. At Mayfair they're on the bottom level. I don't know. See, There's I a don't Kate even know Spade that. store that just opened there. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. That, I didn't know that either. That's fancy. It is fancy. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty. It's across the it's across the hall from the coach store so that they can stare at each other menacingly. You spend too much time at the mall, I feel like. Uh, any time at the mall is too much time at the mall for me. Yeah, I a little bit feel that way too. Yeah. It's why they invented shopping online. But my wife loves the mall. I Mayfair do. Mall specifically. Hmm. She has like childhood memories of it and stuff. Oh my god. I have another friend who I just had this conversation with his wife. Really? He also has all these childhood memories of Mayfair Mall and loves going there and I've never yeah. heard anyone say that before him and now you. It's what's really funny is I despise Mayfair Mall. It's one of my least favorite places on the planet. Okay, well, that's not true. I really don't I like it. I could name 5 other places that you dislike more than that. Jersey, but <laughs> <clears throat> Jersey are... is on that list. No offense, Anne, if you're listening, Hoboken's great. Yeah, maybe. I don't. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't like Mayfair Mall, especially this time of year. It's gross. So many humans. Is it because of the crowds? Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't like so That's many a great humans. segue. I know. You're killing them uh, lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's because of the crowds. There's too many people. And the, the, and the lines. And the lines. And, and the, the kids, recycled air. And these rude kids. Oh, the rude around. kids on their phones. And you, can never, you can't get a hot cup of coffee to, to save your life. No. All this Not a well-made one. Tepid, lukewarm coffee being served. And it's always cold in there. Is that why you're wearing a Mr. Rogers cardigan right now? I did dress up for this episode. Yeah, I'm wearing a thick uh, cable knit cardigan with, these are not horn buttons, but they're meant to look <laughs> look like tortoise shell, I believe. Um, so yeah, I could very easily be an old person. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. We are going to talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Betsy. And this is Guy Talks. Girl rolls her eyes. We're going to be talking about signs of aging. This is an appropriate topic for today. It is. Uh, As we approach the end of another year. Oh, that's not where I was going, but yeah, that too. uh, And uh, as I find that almost every day now I wake up to some new sign of aging. Yeah. Or discover one uh, as I'm living my life. Yeah. uh, I feel like especially this year... I've had a lot of these moments where I say say a sentence that includes me describing how many years it's been since something. Yes, I actually totally agree with that. And the number is so big. Like it stops me in my tracks. You know, or I the other day I legitimately said, 
Oh, yeah. That was, it was 20 years ago this month that I went into blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was, I was talking about my DECA class. Right, right. right. The, the first first DECA meeting or whatever that I went to in high school. Uh, was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Two yeah. decades. Yeah. And I, the, what's crazy about that is I can still remember very vividly being 20 and thinking to myself, man, I'm 20. That's so long. That I'm old. Like that felt like a really substantial amount of time. And now it's 20 years, basically 20 years since that. And it feels like a blink of an eye. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah, it's weird. It is, it is weird. Mm. I agree. I was going to say it's because I threw my back out again. Oh, which no. has become in the last like two years a, a regularity for me, I feel like. What, how, when you throw your back out, how bad is it? It's not as bad as, as I feel like the term throw your back out sounds. And a lot of people, um, you know, are totally like debilitated by the pain. Yeah. I, I do not fall into that category. One, I, I do have a very high threshold for pain, so Mm. it would take a lot to sideline me. Um, but it is really uncomfortable, mostly when I breathe, um, Mm. Actually, laying flat is the hardest. Like, it feels like it just spasms when I do it. Oh, and I no. don't know. I don't know if it it happened either when I was laying on the couch the other day doing nothing, um, as I'm currently on vacation and I'm not supposed to be working, right. which is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. So I was catching up on, like, Netflix and such. Yeah. Um, so I, I suspect... Doing some heavy lifting. Doing some heavy on lifting. On the couch. But um, at one point, I, like... I went to get off the couch and that may have been when it happened Ooh, yeah. or it happened when I was working out on Saturday. Let's hope for your sake <laughs> that it was the latter. Although although I do, I, the class that I took, the TRX class I took, I take often. So it could have just been a, I don't know. Well, this is the thing when these, when these sorts of injuries happen, I feel like they are the result of really random motion, right? Not, like typical things. It's not like you were out lifting a boulder in your backyard and you were like, tweak. Oh, I shouldn't have been doing that. Like, uh, well, years ago now, which again, I'm (laughs) old. I feel old when I say that. Well, you are older than me. So I remember having one of these. You'll always have that. (laughs) Always. I had one of these moments where I felt really old because I hurt myself stepping out of the shower. (laughs) Like, I, I was nothing more. I didn't slip. I didn't, like, fall in the shower or twist my ankle. Like, I just lifted my foot over the edge of the bathtub, stepped down onto the rug, and then all of a sudden I went, that's ah, ah. I, <laughs> I had to sit on the toilet and, like, hold my hamstring. I remember when I was younger, my mom um, pulled her back and... When I asked her how she did it, she said, I either did it when I was putting on my socks or when I was putting on my nylons. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, what? You do that every day. I don't no. understand how that's a thing. I totally understand it now because I have since done it. Yeah. This is, this is wear and tear. That's what this is. This is like... Yes, but we are not that old. Not, well... That's the problem. Well... We aren't. Well... I'm not. Well. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you don't look it. But here's the thing. 
There's lots of cars out there that have 150,000 miles on them that have been well taken care of and look great from the outside. But that doesn't mean that that timing belt's not about to go. How old do you think I am? (laughs) I mean, come on. I'm just saying we are not, we're not young anymore. And so my grandma, my grandma, Gabe's great grandma, came out to visit two weekends ago uh, along with my parents. And she and I had a really nice conversation one night because my grandma stayed with us and my parents stayed with my uh, sister. And we, we stayed up talking for like an hour or so after Carolyn and, and Gabe went to bed. And we're talking about this feeling of Which makes aging. it sound like you guys were up really late, but no, Carolyn and Gabe not, just go to bed really not early. Not late at all, no. Like 9.30 My grandma old. was still in bed by 9. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but she was talking about how, like, for her, I mean, she's in her 80s, that there are all these things, right, that she used to be able to do, but now she can't, or, uh, you know, little little things about her health or, or physical fitness that just don't do what they once did. And obviously, we are nowhere near that uh, level of wear and tear. Well, from the sounds of it, the way you talk about it, well, we're like two days away. But there is some there, right? There are well, yes. there's some there, there is that some there. didn't exist 20 years ago. Like when you're a teenager, you can do anything, right. like, nothing hurts, right. you know, even when you get injured, you're still like, yeah, but I can go out and do stuff, like, you know, it's fine, but now it's totally different, so, like, my wife, for example, now, my wife is not old, she's younger than me, by a whole month, but older than me, <clears throat> but older than you, <laughs> uh, not old, but uh, she got pneumonia, and I've been there this year. Yeah. I've also had it. And coughed so hard that she cracked a rib. She is also pregnant. So there's a lot of other <laughs> stress going yes. on in that body. Yes, yes. But I'm saying, like, I don't know. I feel like when you're younger, things like that don't happen. Like, you'd cough really hard and you'd be like, I'm fine. But you get a little older and the rib maybe is just slightly more fragile than it yeah. used to be. And then all of a sudden, crack. Or By the way, broken ribs are among the most painful bones. Yeah. It's num- it's number two on the list for me of the most painful breaks I've ever had. Number one being tailbone. Ooh, that sounds awful. Yeah, I broke it twice. Yeah. It's bad. It sounds to me from her description and from yours that the worst part of it is that every breath aggravates it. Right. So it's, it's a constant, it's not a constant pain, but it's a constantly reinvigorated pain. Like the, you keep, it's like somebody's poking it. Right, and it's best when you're, when you're standing up when you're laying down, it's actually the worst because your ribs sort of settle back. Yeah. And you can't you can't really lay on your stomach. Well, and she's very pregnant, so she can't do that anyway. No. And so she's probably used to laying on her sides, which is sort of off the table a little bit right now, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel terrible for her. It's that's, rough. That's rough for sure. She's I mean, she's even sport. taking Tylenol right now, which, you know, my wife yeah. does not take pills. No. But last night... There's she... the difference between me and your wife. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead. Let's do it. Go ahead and give me what you got. Pill time. <laughs> Let's try it. Yeah. But she's allowed to take Tylenol when you're pregnant. It's okay. Right. So I convinced her to take one last night right before bed. And last night was the first night that she actually slept through the night in weeks yeah which is important she's been getting up for her and for that baby in the morning and wandering about yeah um so yeah so there are lots of these signs of aging now so so when you throw out your back it's not like uh i've known some people over the years like especially servers when i was still waiting tables who would have this issue uh, who had injured their back at some point in their life and once you injure your back you never never 
recover. Same as your tailbone. Fully, yes. Right? Yes. But there's one guy in particular uh, who, when he would throw out his back, it was like he couldn't get off the floor, right? He would just collapse to the mm-hmm. floor and he was in so much pain. And just like the back is still spasming. And, yeah. You know, so, and he would just lay there on the floor. And so he might be on the floor. He told me one, one time he was on the floor for like six hours because he threw out his back in the middle of the day on a Saturday and just basically laid in the middle of his floor yeah. all day until he was able to crawl to the couch. Yeah, my symptoms are nowhere near that extreme. Nowhere near. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, unless that's where I'm headed someday, but it, it seems doubtful. Well, this I, is where I, I think hopeful. you just have to be really careful, right? Not to uh, aggravate it further. So I remember when I turned 30, I got a All checkup. those years ago. It was now it was more than five years ago. <laughs> that's kind of a long time. Five years is not a huge amount of time. Well, in the grand scheme of it, well, you know what your most obvious sign of aging is every time you go, well, <laughs> so I went to the doctor for a checkup at, when I was thir- turned 30. It sounds like you're about to start a joke. <laughs> so, the, so Matt walks into a doctor's office. Um, well, it, it felt like a joke to me a little bit because he was like, well, you're 30 and like, is this big thing? And he's like, I have some advice for you to think about as your doctor during your 30s. Like, here are some things that you should be sure not to do, this right. and that. And I said, I'm, and I'm bracing myself for like, eat better, exercise, don't drink so much, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and he goes, yeah, yeah, all those things. But he said, number one, the number one problem I have with guys in their 30s is back injury. He said, if you make it through your 30s without seriously injuring your back, you will live a much happier and healthier life because y- y- you never recover from that. Right. And it just gets worse and worse, especially as you get older. He said, so if you can, if you can get to 40 without hurting your back, you're going to be probably a fairly active 60-year-old. And I was like, man, that's just something I never considered. Right. Well, you know, and then for me, it, my back is not a huge deal. And I, you know, it, it happens. And it's just from life and, you know, just everyday things that it happens. And it doesn't happen all that often. It happens a couple times a year. And again, it's not it's not to the point where I have to quit my life or anything. Right. Um, the heating pad definitely comes out. And I take it easy for a few days. You and, go. you know, I do what I have to do. Um, for me, it's actually more of my knees than anything, which I've been struggling with knee problems? for a long time. Yeah, to the point where the doctors have advised me no longer to run, oh. which is ironic uh, that I'm telling you this out loud and recording this in front of all these people because, as you know, <clears throat> I still run all the time. Right. In fact, you did in this In fact, morning. I did just this morning. Yeah. yeah, and I ran on trails this morning, uh, which means by tomorrow I will be in significant pain for like two or three days. But I still really love to do it. Now, I used to do it every day, and now I do it maybe once a week, not even once a week, which is great. I do old people elliptical machines instead, yeah. uh, which is fine. I'm used to that now, and it's okay. I like elliptical machines. Well, that's because you're an old person. Yeah, and I've always had bad knees. Yeah, so um, that's that was, that was sort of a, a harsh reality check, too, when I went to the doctor. And it was right before I was supposed to run a race in Chicago, and she just basically said to me, like, here's some anti-inflammatory pills. You can still run your race, but when you're done with it, you need to stop or you're going to have your knees replaced by the time you're, you know, 45. Oh, yeah, you don't Like, want I that. don't want that. <laughs> if I am going to have to have them replaced, I want to wait till I'm, like, 65. 
because they don't last that long. You have right. to have them redone. No, I know. Every like 20 years or something. We've been trying to convince my dad for a decade to get his knee replaced. Yeah. Because he's got his knees. My car. My horrifying. My problem is that my cartilage just wore away mm-hmm. really fast, um, abnormally fast for my age. Um, and some of that has to do with the way that I stand, which I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but my knees bend backwards. So uh, yeah, yeah. that giraffe leg. I've got like the giraffe leg thing. Yeah. So that has never helped the situation. And no, everyone was always worried about my back when I was younger, it affecting my back. Mm. And then as I got older, I started to have some, some problems with my feet. So I would go to a podiatrist and he sent me to a chiropractor. <laughs> I'm well versed oh, in wow. all in uh, doctors and such. Um, I also broke a lot of things when I was little. So this probably all weighs into it in some way. Um, but they had told me that I shouldn't be worried about my back. I should be worried about my knees because my body had grown up with me standing in that specific way and my body had just adjusted. So like my back, if they told me if I corrected it, that it would probably cause more problems than if I just kept doing it. So they couldn't just forest gump you, strap you into No, some- and it's not, I mean, it's not a, I don't even ever think about it until I'm standing near someone and I'm doing it. And if I'm wearing shorts or if I'm wearing leggings or I'm wearing a dress people will notice and they'll give me this look like how are you doing that right now and then I like correct it um but it's not it's it's natural but it it causes problems yeah wow have you never noticed it before I truly have not yeah no you're gonna stand up and show me yeah oh yeah yeah. Oh wow! So I can actually. I, so so I now that actually, you're doing it, I clearly is, I've seen it before, yeah, but do, it is it's, disturbing. It's disturbing, and it cracks. We're gonna when I do it hey, we're gonna put a picture of this on the Facebook page. Can you just turn a little bit? Yeah. All right. We're gonna snap a picture of this. Oh, from my knees down. Yeah. Uh, that's quite the angle. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little bird-like. Yeah. Wow. Uh. So lots of physical signs of aging. Um, yeah. You know, what, what gets me actually more than the physical are the things that bother me that used to not bother me and the things <laughs> that my parents used to complain about. And I would think in my head, you're so old. Stop complaining about that all the time. Yeah, like what? Like people's TVs that are really loud. <laughs> Drive me nuts. Like, turn, why do you have to have it so loud all like the time? Like your neighbor? Like neighbors? Is that what you mean? Or even like if I'm at someone's house and they're watching TV and they just like keep turning it up. I'm like, why are you turning it up? Stop turning it up. It's so loud right now. I can't even hear myself think. <laughs> I, I have to say that's one I haven't run into yet. But that was not part of my experience growing up. Actually, either. it happens in the office here all the time, too. We have a, you know, we play music all the time. Yeah. And I find myself constantly going up to the thing and turning it down. And turning it down. Well, it feels so loud. Like it should be. It should be background m- music because we have phone yeah. calls all day long, and you know, people are coming in and out. And I feel like I constantly turn it down, and then I go to the bathroom or something, and I come back out, and I'm like, "Did somebody just turn it back up? What's That's going on?" Because the kid, the kids these days. The kids these days. They want. They want the loud tunes. They want to crank up the Elvis and shake their hips. Yeah. And uh, this was a. This is an office. This is a place of business. This is a place of business. There's yeah. no fun to be had here. Put, put those hips away. I uh, Everyone thinks they're Shakira all the time. Right? <laughs> and I, I appreciate that you have honest hips. I'm so glad but, your hips don't lie. But, but. Uh, you don't need to be, you know, the shimmying and the shaking. Uh, I, For me, it's less about the volume thing, but I, this also has just happened in the last couple of years. 
I'm, I'm monkeying with the thermostat all the time <laughs> in my house, which is such a like 75-year-old man thing to do. Wait, are you turning it down or are you turning it up? I just recently turned it down. Like we were getting, so we left, we went to New York this past weekend. Okay. And before we left, I was like, well, we're going to be gone for three days yeah. or almost four days. I'm going to turn the thermostat down. Well, right. And then Carolyn sees me messing with it and she's like, well, don't forget we're leaving the cat here. So like, don't freeze the cat to death. Well, and it was also like, was like 40 <clears throat> degrees outside. So yeah, like I, it's not like I was going to turn on the air conditioning. Right. Uh, but I didn't want to like heat the house. Right. So that, but then I spent like 10 minutes programming this thing so that it could be like really, really cold the whole time we were gone. And then right before we got home, put the heat back on. So we'd walk into a warm house. But I, I'm monkeying with this thing all the time. And I remember as a young man rolling my eyes at my parents right. who were like my dad also liked to play with the thermostat as many people's I feel dads like do. most dads do. Mm-hmm. And his response would always be when it was winter or summer in my parents' house, it is always cold in there. Mm. And it's just if, if you grew up uh, around me or my siblings, you just knew that if you were going to the Barnage house, bring, bring a, a sweater, sweatshirt or yeah. something. And to this day, if we go in there, uh, my mom will say or my dad will say, go put on a jacket, go put on a sweatshirt. I mean, like to the point where my sister and my brother-in-law keep extra slippers at my parents' house, so they're like yeah. ready to go. As my parents' house is, is still very chilly. It's cold. So, like when we stay there, we stay down in the basement because that's that's where yeah. the guest room is, and it's always it's always freezing cold down there. Yeah, and I, I had to have All a couple of, of discussions years. with them, especially when Gabe arrived, because I'm like, we have a tiny baby, like you need to put the heat on. I know. Like, and you have plenty of money. Like, you can afford yeah. ga- you can afford natural gas. Like, put on the heat. And it just, it wouldn't happen and it wouldn't happen. Or they'd turn it up, like, one degree and then it would go back to the program. Yeah. So we, so I snuck a space heater in there. Like, I went in the garage and got a space heater. And then we left the space heater in there. And I would just leave it cranked on all the time. And then well, my, that's dangerous. Yeah, well, we were in there. Oh, like okay. I didn't. All right, good. Well, you said all the time. I thought you like. Oh no! Like I didn't just. We didn't like pack the kid up and head back to Milwaukee and leave the space heater. Got it. Um, but then at a certain point, my mom was like, "Are you running the space heater all the time?" And I was like, "Yeah," because it's twelve degrees in here. Uh, I can see my breath. <laughs> and there's an infant. There's an infant over there. Uh, but now that's me. Now I'm like, well, I do, we don't need to heat the whole neighborhood. Well, no, and I understand that. But it's not even necessarily like a penny-pinching situation. No, it isn't. It just feels like waste. Right. Yeah. Which, again, that's the same thing, right? But it, yeah, but it's not. No. Because it's, like it's not like I'm looking at our energy bills and thinking, oh, what we gotta can we do to get this under control? Get that down 10%. Yeah. Uh, I don't even look at our energy bills. But... But it seems wasteful. But then you, I like efficiency. But don't you find yourself a little surprised now when you go into other people's houses and you think, like, it is a sauna in here. <laughs> yeah. Why yes. is it so warm in here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you walk in and you're like, I guess you're I'll like take peeling, off this cardigan. You're, like, peeling off layers of clothing <laughs> just so you don't start to sweat a little bit. Yeah. And they think it's totally normal because it's, like, 72 degrees in the dead of winter. Mm. That would be actually really warm for winter, huh? Yeah. 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 72 in the summer, like with the air conditioning, that makes sense. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know. I never have to set a thermostat for anything. I don't know what, like, the numbers would be. Well, we keep our – now I'm, I'm dialed in right around 69 or 70. Okay. Right in that when we're in the house. Yeah. 
Uh, Do you have it set so during the day it goes down? Yeah, so during the day it it can go down to like 65. And at night when we're sleeping, not a lot, but down to like 68, 67, something like that. Um, Which, you know, we sleep under blankets. We're fine. Well, and you want it to be a little cold when you sleep. Right. Sleep better. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one of those fancy thermostats? My brother has one of those fancy thermostats where he controls it all from his phone. No, we don't have a a nest. I don't understand why you need that. But he, re- my brother also loves technology yeah. and technology-related things. So every time something new comes out, um, I actually believe he also has the lights in his house that he can control with his phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm unsure why you need that. People are all fired up about it. If that, you actually, are not home, why do you need it? You know those stupid mandatory apps on your iPhone, like the ones yes. that you can't delete? There's a new one in the new iOS called Home, and it's for you to control all that Well, crap. I'm not fancy enough for that. <clears throat> Me either. I, I, I'm still willing to turn on the lights with the light switch. Right. Me too. Do you leave lights on when you're not home? Yeah, I don't care. We've discussed this before. I don't care about the earth. I don't. I just. Not I, all the lights. It's not like I go around and turn all the lights on before right. I leave. But like, I, I don't have a problem if one lamp is on in my house. You know, like if I forget a light on upstairs, I don't go back upstairs to turn it off. Like, you don't? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. I don't like any lights on when I'm not home. Just like if I accidentally throw a tin can in, in the garbage instead of the recycling, okay, I don't we like are, reach into the trash. We're not flashbacking to... Uh, I think we just did. To how uh, terrible of a human you are. The other sign of aging for me, and this is purely a, a mental one or psychological maybe, I just in general am a less tolerant person. Not, I'm not talking about like racial tolerance or belief tolerance or things like that. Just people. That's because you live in Elm Grove, Wisconsin. You lowered your tolerance level by moving <laughs> to Elm Grove, Wisconsin. Um, if you still lived in, what was it, Story Hill? Yeah. You'd be fine. See, I don't, I don't think so. Because we're talking about different kinds of tolerance. I'm just talking about... Uh, no, because your neighbors would be closer to you. Oh, so yeah. you'd have to deal with that on an everyday basis. Whereas now, you have a lot of property between you and your neighbors. Yeah, that's true. So, you have so this, like, little interaction is required. Yes. See? But so now when I go places and there's like a lot of humans around. When you're forced to interact? Yeah, or like at the airport. So like I'll sit at the airport and watch people and just just judge them in my head, which I've always done a little bit. But now it takes it's a very low my ju- bar. My judgment of people in the airport is mostly on what they're wearing. Because sitting in, in most airports this time of year through March yeah. is so entertaining. Yeah. Because they all get off the planes from Maui or wherever they just came from, <laughs> yeah. wearing their sundresses and sandals and like sun hats. And in my head, I'm like, you are in for the surprise of your life. Yeah. It is 20 degrees and there's a foot of snow outside. I love it. But I really want to watch you come to that realization. <laughs> That's like the tiny little bit of payback that those that I, like makes me feel better when I'm on the plane with those with those people, the guy who's in like still wearing board shorts yes, and, yes. and sandals and, and like his Tommy Bahama shirt. Yes. And they've got like the cardboard box that very obviously contains pineapples. And they're just like so bubbly and so excited about this great trip they had. And they're pretending that they're still on vacation. I love the moment that I get to watch them step off the jet bridge and like hit that wall <laughs> of cold Detroit air or Minneapolis or Milwaukee or wherever. And they just go. <gasps> yeah. And and what's great about it is not just the physical reaction, it's that I know it's a psychological reaction that they've just returned to reality. 
And I'm like, you know what? Reality just hit you in the face. Welcome back to the Midwest. Vacation over. Air travel is another um, sign of aging, at least for me, um, in the sense that I used to be able to wear whatever I wanted when I traveled. Mm. Um, and the temperature of planes never bothered oh, me. Oh, sure, yeah. And now I am dressed from head to toe, all wrapped up, and I have a blanket on every flight I go, and I don't care what time of year it is. Mm. I think they make those planes so cold now. <laughs> Like these, these, you know, young girls are getting on the plane and like walking past me because I sit in the front of the plane as we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, They all have to walk past me and I sit on the aisle because I have to go to the bathroom a lot. So I'm not sitting by the window because that's just rude to whoever's sitting on the aisle. Um, And they're all walking past me and they're wearing like sundresses and flip flops. And I am thinking to myself, I hope you have like a snowsuit in your bag because I am wearing jeans, socks with shoes and I don't even normally like to wear socks, but on planes, I put them in my bag. I just carry them with me. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing uh, a lot. I'm wearing layers for sure. For sure, I have like a zip-up fleece on top of whatever I'm wearing. Yep. I just I'm layers. I am layered up. I uh, I will now put the little red Delta blanket uh, like wrap it around my legs. Yes. Like I do the same thing, except it's blue and it's united. But yeah. yes. And I, and I and every time I do it, I look down and think to myself. I look like I'm in a nursing home. It looks it looks like I just sat down uh, in or had my wheelchair rolled in for for like and then pudding they, night. And then they come up to you and they and say, they like, "Sir, are, sir can, are we you chilly? Sh- can we get you a cup of coffee?" Yes. Like, yes, I would love a cup of coffee. Hot, hot <laughs> black. Um, yeah, I do that all the time now. Yeah, and now maybe maybe that is not a sign of our aging. Maybe that is a sign that they make planes colder than they used to. Yeah, that's probably true. They probably... Although no one else seems to notice it. They, the the great unknown they, probably went around and tweaked all the thermostats on the airplanes. (laughs) That's probably what they did, just to mess with our minds. Oh, they... They are trouble. Um, What other signs of aging? I felt like there was another one. Oh, well, here's another one. Speaking of, of girls getting on airplanes uh, without a lot of clothes on, I, I've hit a wall when it comes to fashion. Yeah. I don't... You actually were never near the wall. No, I know. I know. totally honest. I was ne- no, I was never cool. No. But I'm, I'm at a place now where, at least when I was younger, I feel like I could look at people, at, young, at younger people or at cool people who were, like, wearing yeah. the latest fashion and think, yeah. I can see where that's cool. Like, I could see how that's cool. Not anymore. Like I see young people okay, here's in like the most fashionable stuff of the of the moment, and I'm like, not even a little bit. I can't even. It's like you're trying to dress intentionally ugly. Like you threw I these things together. I actually think they are trying to dress intentionally ugly. Is that the is that the angle? I mean, Every high you know, school I that I have been try at to be in the last year, but yes, but that. I just speaking feel like, of which, now I'm flashing back to when I was driving here. Um, from my run, I passed the best hipster couple I have seen oh. in years. I wish I had taken a photo. They were the quintessential Milwaukee hipster couple. Yeah. Right down to her fake fur coat and like oh, yeah. shoes that are on, honestly from the 1920s that she has like brought out right. and was wearing with like shorts and tights underneath. Can we? Okay, here's another thing I don't understand. It was right amazing. Now. Shorts and sweaters? Why is this a thing? Shorts and sweaters during the summer, I understand. 
I still don't understand well, that, I, but I do it all the time. So are you? Are you? Maybe that's good that I'm asking. Are you, you then. calling me out on this? No, I just want to know why it's is a very, this a thing? It's a very um, well. Don't your legs get cold? Well, I only do it when it's like seventy-five. Well, does don't your arms get hot? No, because they're not. It's not a wool sweater. Okay, but right it's like now a thin, it's like a thin sweater. Right now it's cold outside, and I have seen people in the last week at airports and in other places oh, no. with like legit sweaters and shorts. Oh no, I no, that's not what I'm talking. Guys about. and girls. I'm talking. I'm talking a little more like during the summer. It's a little more like J Crew nautical. Like I'm going sure. You throw a light sweater yes. on over your yeah tank polo. top or whatever you're wearing. Great. Okay, no one wears polo. Oh, let's talk about don't wear polos. <laughs> I. I wear polos. You do not wear polos. Signs of aging. You do not wear polos. Every, with my black knee-high socks and my sandals. That um, you do do, but not the polos. Yeah, so the sweaters and shorts, I don't I don't no, get. If it, somebody out there in podcast land could just give me a little out, insight on the Facebook page, tell me. That I don't, doesn't make any sense to me. Like a chunky sweater and shorts. I was, just, I was baffled. You know something else that baffles me a little bit is the, uh, and I have, I have rain boots. So I do wear them. But what no. I don't is un- understand is the people that are wearing them today. There's <laughs> yeah, right. no moisture anywhere. <clears throat> I wear them when it's wet outside. I wear them when it's snowing outside. I wear them if I have to just like run and take the trash out. Right. But I'm not going to wear them just... The hunter boots as a fashion statement. Right, when it's totally dry outside. Yeah, right. I don't understand that. Why are you doing that? It, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It doesn't. I make think a lot it's of a sense. sign of the laziness of the kids. <clears throat> the kids. The these kids. Days? The kids these days. They just they don't like shoes. They have to tie. I think. Well, I I can get on board with that. I also don't like tying. You want shoes. like Velcro shoes again? Oh, that would be awesome. Well, good news. It's coming in your future. Signs of aging. You ever noticed? I do like slip-on shoes. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of slip-on shoes. I can get behind that. Yeah. I can kind of get behind like that. Like loafers. Yes. Like a nice penny loafer. Yes. My wife, by the way, loves like the ugliest old school penny loafers. I do too. She's always trying to get me to buy them. And I, I do too. I just can't, I can't bring myself to do it. Like to, with the tassels yep. and like the actual penny slot. Yes. That's what she wants me to rock. Yes. I also really like them. It's They're like very my, it's classic. It's like she can't wait for me to be 70. You kind of already are. So I she's know. really lucked out in this Maybe game. she's just hoping to align my... Uh, inner image with my external image. Um, you know, the last sign of aging that I can think of off the top of my head is, have you ever noticed how you sort of have to pay attention to your diet now where you never did before? <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't eat enough salad or something, you you honestly feel it and you know, like I yeah. have not consumed enough vegetables. I have not consumed enough water today. Mm-hmm. I have not, you know, like you realize it. Where when you were younger, you were like a, and I don't mean this you as in you. I mean, like, you as in everybody. But you do. Well, and also you as in you. We're like a human garbage disposal. Yeah. You would eat anything, and the idea of eating anything with nutritional value is like... Who cares? Yeah. Why bother? What's I look the great. point? Yeah. I have the metabolism of a 15-year-old because I'm 15. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yes, it's very different. And I, I'll, go, I'll do you a step further, which is that... I, it's not just that I feel it when things are a little out of, out of whack. I pay for it when I make bad decisions. Uh, and, and the, the, the term bad decision or my threshold for quote bad decisions nutritionally is much lower than it used to be. Right. So like I could eat 
three quarters of a greasy pizza and no big deal. Even as little as five, ten years ago, that would not be a big issue. And now, like, Papa John's shows up and, you know, the kid eats one piece and the wife eats one piece and I eat the rest of it. And I'm very uncomfortable for 18 hours. I'm very uncomfortable for you that you just ate all of that pizza by yourself. Buffalo wings are another big problem for me. Mm -hmm. So I really love spicy chicken. I love buffalo chicken wings. I love, like, the spicy chicken tenders at Culver's. You love anything from Culver's. I really do. (laughs) Truly, I have had to ban spicy chicken fingers from Culver's from my life temporarily. And I I say temporarily, but I know it's not getting any better. It's not like it's going to – I'm not going to come back around someday. If I eat three of those things, I'm not going to give you a lot of description about it, but it's – I want to just say I appreciate that so much. I am physically uncomfortable afterwards. And it's not good. Like upset stomach uh, physically to the point where I say aloud, I regret that. I wish I had not done that. Why don't you just not do it? I love them so much. And, but, I'm, but I now have had enough of these bad experiences afterwards that I've said to myself, no, I, I got to be done. I got to ban myself yeah. from these. <clears throat> and I, I could eat anything for a while. And you are right. And not anymore. No. It's different. It's just different. Drinking too. Oh, Uh, yeah. No way. I I can't drink as much. Well, I never did drink a lot. I just choose not to drink as much because the the recovery is longer and more arduous than it once was. Yeah. And I can't drink uh, as cheaply. No. I I just, I can't do it. I'm now, if I'm going to drink, I have to spend money on it because if I drink... Well, we were talking at lunch today about tequila. If I were to if I were to drink several cheap t- tequila drinks, like if we were to put down a couple pitchers of margaritas on a f- Sunday fun day or something, just like house brand margarita, oh, I, I would be struggling. I would be in so much, I would feel poisoned the next day. <laughs> so I have to invest in like more high end stuff because it hurts less. I just feel like my body just wants, like, vegetables. Vegetables and fruits. Even when I have the ice cream in front of me, I'm not going to say no to it. And we all know I'm not going to say no to it. No. But I just don't. I don't eat nearly as much as I used to. I also don't eat nearly as much anything as I used I don't, to. I don't. I don't I have either. less of an appetite. I don't really eat breakfast anymore. Oh, I have I... a cup of coffee, and that pretty much knocks my appetite out for the whole Oh, that's not morning. healthy. That's not good. Oh, break, think... break fast. You're supposed to break the fast with some food. you got to get those little engines revving. You say that, but I recently read a, an article that suggests that all of that, quote-unquote, breakfast is the most important meal of the day stuff that we've been getting fed our whole lives was based on a couple of studies that came out of a basically corporate-funded research institution that was funded by the orange juice lobby and the egg producers of America. And it's total BS. Did you learn about this on Facebook? No. Oh. I think it was a New York Times article or something. Like it was... Like it was reputable. It was a reputable source. And they talked about it on NPR, too. And it was this... like it. It was like the floss thing. Like, it just shook me to my core. Okay. You need to floss. Yes. You need to floss. This is my public service announcement out there. I do floss. If, this is not to you. It's to what podcast <laughs> land because I know you floss. Yeah. Podcast land, if you do not floss, I am begging you. Start. Please start flossing. And if you don't believe me, floss one time 
and smell the floss afterwards. Yes. Yeah. You will floss every day for the rest of your life, I promise you. Because that's what the rest of us are smelling. Yes. Yeah. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Lessons we've learned as we've gotten old. Mm-hmm. Floss every day. Your parents were not kidding. Um, are there any signs of aging that you fear that I'm have not yet appeared? No, but you know what I fear now? That we're going to get a bunch of listener mail on people's floss. Of floss habits? Yeah. Take a picture of your floss and send it to Betsy. Please do, please do not do that. Post, post-flossing floss pic. Do, are there things I fear? <clears throat> yeah, so like a big part of yes, aging for me one. lately, especially since Gabe arrived, has been me re- having these moments of realization that now I'm my dad or now I'm my mom. And so, like, I feel like I feel like in many ways they are a prediction of what's to come in my aging process. Yeah. Are there any things that you see well, coming down the pike that make you anxious? Interestingly enough, as I have gotten older and my siblings have gotten older, I actually look at both of my siblings now and think, you are our parents. Yeah. I don't really see it in myself, and maybe it's because I am at a different stage of life than both of them mm-hmm. and I don't live near all of them so they see each other uh, more than I see anyone in my family I mean I don't live far but um but I see them and I think to myself you sound exactly <laughs> like dad <laughs> you my brother and my dad have the exact same mannerisms when they talk mm-hmm. they use the same filler words they explain things in the exact same way and I at one point pointed it out to them and they both immediately were like, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. It was, it was like offensive to both of them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and my sister, my sister has qualities of both of my parents, I think. Uh, and it's very interesting t- to me to watch. Now, I probably also have all of these qualities. Sure. But I just can't recognize it in myself. And nobody that spends significant amounts of time with me also spends significant amount of time with my family. So they can't put two and two together. Um, so that's really interesting that you do see those those I see them in myself. behaviors yeah. modeled in yourself All from your parents. I, I, and it's just part of it is I just find myself saying things. But it has everything to do with just being a parent. Like you say stuff to your kid and then you go, oh, oh, <laughs> that's why they said that all the time. Because right. that is super annoying and I shouldn't have been doing that. Right. You know, those kinds of things. Or, you know, Carolyn and I, the, the conversations that we have that I used to – roll my eyes when my parents would have these conversations at the kitchen table because they were so mundane and boring (laughs) and terrible. Uh, Now we have those conversations all the time. Right. Because your life now, when you become a parent, your life is just a series, like your life with your spouse is just a series of conversations about what you have to take care of next. Like it's just to-do lists and like short-term tactical plans. so excited Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. So like... You, every time there's space to breathe and talk, you're like, well, what are the six things we have to do next? Right, right. And what are we doing this weekend? And that doesn't mean like, hey, what are we going to do this weekend? It's like what what's on the to-do list this weekend that has to be done so, right. so that we can stay on top of things. And that used to drive me nuts watching and listening to my parents do right. that. I was like, don't you have anything normal to don't talk about? Don't you have a life? Why don't you talk about something fun? And they And they would look at me like, no, we don't have a life. We have you. We have you. <laughs> you took that away from us. Yeah. Um, something I am sort of looking forward to and sort of not looking forward to as it is a sign of aging is I really look forward to wearing glasses. Oh. Um, now I used to wear glasses. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. Contacts. Um, and then I had to go gluten-free for 
10 years. Mm -hmm. And during that process of going gluten-free, my eyes totally cleared up. So I no longer have to wear glasses or contacts. And I am... Wait. Yeah, that was one of my symptoms. Did you not know that? No. Yeah, so I stopped wearing them. My eyes totally cleared up. Um, And so I don't wear any glasses or contacts. And I am always so jealous of people that get to wear glasses. And my mom... Wears reading glasses. And you don't so have to she, be jealous. You want to wear mine? Here. No, I can't see a thing if I put those on. They're like, oh my. Yeah, they're bad. They're so, oh my gosh. <clears throat> and the worst part is one. Now the left I feel like one, I need glasses. The left one is Ooh. worse than the right one, and so not that's only like looking, is it out of focus, look, but it'll make you dizzy because one is more in focus than the other. It's terrible. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I I want to wear reading glasses. I think they're so cute and so charming. Why don't you just get some frames? Because that's just Some fake. fashion frames. No, that's just fake. That's what I was going to do if, if I had been allowed to get LASIK surgery. I was just going to rock the fashion frame still because this is just part of, my, this part of my brand now. I just wanted to not have to wear them. But yeah. that's not an option yeah. for me. Uh, so wearing glasses. Okay, that's a, that's a good one. My... It's coming sooner than I want to <laughs> admit to. I mean, there are already oh, yeah. times like macular degeneration. It just—it's a thing. Like it just happens. <clears throat> it won't. I it can won't eat all long. the carrots in the world, <laughs> and still. <laughs> oh, would you remember that? That's so cute. And parents would say junk like that. <clears throat> I don't. It's not true, right? I actually think it is true for carrots. Yeah. Beta carotene. I feed them to my parents' dogs all the time too, in hopes that it will help their <laughs> eyesight retain. <laughs> Because dogs are so dumb, you can give them like delicious, healthy snacks, and they think it's all treats. Yeah. You know, so you're like, "Come here, I'm going to give you this ice cube. You've been such a good puppy. Here's an ice cube," and they get all excited about it. And you're like, "You just ate water." <laughs> that's that's amazing. Gabe thinks ice cream uh, ice cubes are treats too. He loves crunching on ice cubes. Great. <laughs> huh? Things that I'm a little anxious about, like f- approaching signs of aging, that I'm a little anxious about. This is kind of like yours. It's something I'm excited about and anxious about is that I already know that I'm going to be an embarrassing dad. <laughs> yeah, that's clear. Like there's no way there's no doubt. that I'm going to be the cool dad that people are like, does your dad want to come hang out? That's not, that's not in the cards. You cannot be the cool dad because you weren't even the cool guy. Right, right. Like, I have yeah. none of the prerequisites no. to be the cool dad. It's cute dad. That, you, that you recognize that, though. Yeah, no, I know that. But that, that's also what kind of excites me because then I can just fully embrace being the embarrassing dad. And, like, I'm trying to decide what kind of embarrassing dad I'm going to be. And I think, I know, I think it's along the lines of, like, Bill on Modern Family, where like I'm the dad who really wants to be funny, and so will like tell what I think are awesome jokes all the time that will not land with the kiddos. I don't think I'm going to be the kind of dad that like walks around in his underwear in the house. That's not that's not my jam. But I think the former is the plan. I think you're going to be the kind of dad that just keeps talking and talking and. Talking. <clears throat> The kind of dad that traps all the friends at the kitchen yep. table. Yep. It's like, well, let's do one other thing that I've noticed. Yes. And they're like, um, Mr. Mr. Miller, we've v- already heard this story four times. Yeah, but you, have you heard the ending? We, we've got a movie to get to. I think you already missed it. Besides, I'm your ride. Tell about this. Uh, let me tell story. you about the reviews I read on that movie. I got a lot of insights for you. Let's talk about Star Wars. Yeah. That that'll that's almost certainly going to be yeah, me. the long sure. rambling dad. Yes, with lots of things yeah. to say. Yeah. 
It's not terrible. I have one of those. Yeah. My dad likes to talk. Oh, my dad too. And and the recycled stories. Yeah. I actually enjoy them. I, I like them too because uh, I know exactly how he's going to tell them now, like the inflections and the jokes. Yeah. And they, they he'd bring, they're brand new to him. <laughs> Every single Every time. Every single time. And bless my mom. <laughs> she just looks at him with a big smile. She knows what's happening. And, I think, and he knows that she knows. Yeah. But it doesn't stop. <laughs> No. Even when he recognizes. He's got a point to make. He, even, he will even say in mid-story, and I know I've told this story a thousand times, and then continue <laughs> to tell it. And it just rolls right on. So funny. Yeah. That dad life. Well, one other sign of aging is that things, uh, time seems to fly by, and it did again here. Gosh, we are going to lose all our listeners. <laughs> yeah. We promised to go back to 20-minute episodes. It's scope creep. I'm going to, in addition to our bell, which we did not ring at all this episode, I'm going to put one of those egg timers in here. Ooh. So it will ding when we need to stop. When we overexert ourselves. Yes. Um, well, let's do a quick podcast pal shout out. Longtime listener. Hmm. Good, fr- good friend of mine. Okay. You know him. Right. I wouldn't say you're good friends with him, but he does now know you exist, which is helpful. Oh, good. Um, and a fellow podcaster who's just started his own podcast. 15 Minutes with Frank. Yes. We're uh, shouting out a lot of fellow podcasters lately. Because he keeps I hope his, we get some reciprocal shout outs He from gets that. his episodes to 15 minutes. <clears throat> That's impressive. Yeah. We should strive for something closer to that. Well. <laughs> anyway, po- uh, podcast pal, pastor of the podcast. Yes. Going back to the pastor of the podcast. It's Frank Gill. Mm-hmm. Pastor Frank. Frank the like Tank. Him. Frank the Tank. Yeah. Uh, pastor Tank. He's a presence. He is. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny, it. funny guy. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I haven't been to church in a long time. Well. Sorry, pastors <laughs> of the podcast. Just went ahead and admitted that out loud. Well, I've been, I've been out of town a lot of weekends. I try and hold it down for the both of us. I but appreciate that. I don't I, try that hard. I appreciate you living my faith for me. <laughs> well, That's I called, put, in, put in a good word. <laughs> it's called delegation. Hey, everybody. If you're still listening. Get on the social meds, as we often encourage you to do. A couple of you are really good at it. Yes. Others of you, lax. Blacks. Actually, all of you except for two, three, <laughs> yeah, maybe, really. are lax. <laughs> That's true. The rest of you uh, maybe look to your role models. Yes. Um, but this has been fun. I I feel old and tired just, yeah. just sitting here. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Matt. And I'm Betsy. And this has been Guy Talks. And Girl Rolls Her Eyes. <laughs>